0: the insane transformation podcast helping executives and consultants idiot-proof their workplace one innovation at a time Have you ever taken your car in to the mechanic? So you, you you drive you drive up to the front. Now they may have you park your car off to the side, I don't know, but sometimes you you'll drive up to the front and you can usually see into the workshop, into the bays. You can see the lifts, you can see a lot of times the tools hanging on the walls. Well, sorry. I've just gone too far ahead. It assumes that they've got, you know, shadow boards and things like that. But you can often see tools, you can usually see belts and sometimes tires or air filters things like that stacked up in different places. Okay. Now, what what did you think? Did did you did you look in there and have a thought about what the workshop looked like? Have you been to a mechanic and it was really cluttered and there were there were parts just sort of everywhere or tools everywhere maybe you've got trolleys and you can see on the trolleys that they've got some tools stacked up on those trolleys and some parts and there might even be parts stacked up on the side of the building or just outside maybe tires you know maybe a random you know fender or bumper Something like that. Have you seen this? Have you you seen an auto shop or a mechanic where it was immaculate? Have you ever walked into one where all of the tools were hung up on these boards? And we call them shadow boards or peg boards. Were hung up on these boards and you can see where every screwdriver... Had a place and it was maybe even outlined and so, so you know which screwdriver went where or which crescent wrench or wrench or socket or whatever where everything was laid out you ever seen that if, if you haven't seen an a workshop laid out in this way and you wonder well does it really matter the answer is 100% Yes. Now I mentioned in the lad po- last podcast one of our patrons, one of my very first patrons asked if I would relate some of the topics and the content to you know, the individual so we can sort of think into our personal life where some of this stuff can be applied. And I think this is another one of those episodes. Now, w- what I'm going to talk about here is is an idea called 5S. Now, I- I I have a background in Lean Six Sigma. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a certified Black Belt, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt. But I don't spend a ton of time doing this stuff anymore. You know, I did that a lot over the last 10 years. Now I focus a lot more on innovation and building new products and services. But there's always a place for this idea of organization. You know, like literally being organized, right? To create efficiency. And a lot of times when we come into a business and we want to, let's say, take a process and improve that process, and we're looking at process innovation, we often have to find out what the existing process is. Right? And same thing if we're looking at tools um, or equipment and we're going to build a new prototype. We we still have to find the tools. We still have to find the equipment. We have to use the lathes, and we have to use the welding bay, and we have to get into the garage to build whatever prototype we're going to build, right? So, organization and knowing where the tools are, and knowing that the equipment functions in the way that it's supposed to function is actually really, really important. But there's another side to this, and that's the personal side. What about your house? What about your garage? Right? If you don't have a garage, just Look in your home, like you maybe you've got a linen closet. you know Maybe you've got some storage space in there where you keep things. Is it organized? Is it cluttered? Do you run out of stuff a lot? How about in your kitchen? What's that like? What's your pantry like? You ever got to making a meal and you needed some, I don't know, tomato sauce or something like that? and thought that you had something, thought that you had some tomato sauce or some ingredient or some spice or something, thought you had it, only to find out, one, you couldn't find it, or two, you actually didn't have what you thought you had, okay? This happens all the time. When we, when we get into the innovation space, a lot of times we have to do a bit of a cleanup. We've got to kind of clean the foundation before we can start to work on some of this exciting, innovative, you know, sexy stuff it relates just as much as in business as it does to our personal lives. So let me talk today a little bit about 5S. I'm going to tell you how to do this thing called 5S. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to give you a plan that you can actually use in your own home or in your workshop for how to do this. It's actually not particularly hard. Okay. But it it pays a lot of dividends and it's actually incredibly effective. If you listen to the last episode, You know, I was giving you this example about this guy I used to work with named Terrence, right? He had this great perspective on life, but he also had one of the best views on taking care of his equipment that I've ever seen from anybody I've ever worked with before or since, okay? And I'll tell you a little bit about how he did it with this 5S program. So this comes out of Lean. 5S, there's a couple different translations, but really it stands for sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and sustain. And the idea is that we sort of work through these different phases, okay? We work through a sort phase. Then we spend some time going through a set and order phase. Then we go through what we call shine, and we spend, you know, a few weeks or a month on shine. And then we get into standardize and sustain. And the sustain is really the mindset that says we're going to continue to do the first sort of four S's long into the future. But the first four S's are really the the work, the setting up of the environment, the space where we spend all of our time and getting organized and things like that. So let's look at a couple of these in turn, okay? And And hopefully, whether you're in business and you're using this in business, or you just want to make your personal life a little bit easier by getting a little bit more organized, this will help you to do that. So sort. What is this idea of sort? Sort is where we basically look at the things in a given workspace. Now let's, again, let's take our kitchen for an example. We would go through the kitchen and we would, we would start asking the question, you know, what things do we use on a regular basis? Let's say daily. What things do we use weekly? What things do we use monthly, right? And what are the things that we haven't used maybe in six months or a year? When we go through the sort process, we typically set up a little space you know, we call it a red tag area, right? And that's where all the sort of, either the expired stuff or the broken stuff or the obsolete stuff or the stuff that we don't use very often or don't think we'll use again in the future gets placed, okay? So if you were going through your kitchen and you were doing a sort, you know, you could start in one cupboard or one cabinet, okay? And all you would do is you would go through that, maybe start with just one shelf to begin with. You know, in another episode I talked about spending 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. Well, this might be a good thing for you to start with if you're looking for something that you can do in your personal life. You can say, for 15 minutes for the next week, I'm going to sort. And I'm going to go shelf by shelf in my pantry. And I'm going to sort my pantry. So when you go into that shelf, you're literally going through each of the items in there and you're asking the question, okay, firstly, is this item expired? And if it's expired, you can probably put it straight into the bin. chuck it straight out. If there are other things that are questionable and you're like, well, I may use this. It doesn't go off for 10 years. I don't know. Maybe it's a Twinkie or something and it's, it doesn't have an expi- <laughs> expiry date. But you don't use them very often. Those things can be placed off to the side. And you can put them in that red tag area to think about them over the next week. So what you might do is you might get yourself a box, just a cardboard box. And you might set that on the end of the counter uh, or you might set it, I don't know, maybe on a kitchen table or somewhere off to the side. And that can be your red tag area. And anything that's on that shelf that you don't think you're going to use in the near future, you can pack into that box. Okay, and the idea is you're going to go through it at a later point in time, right? So the idea is you go through everything. The stuff that you use regularly, like we're talking daily, maybe a couple times a day, some things, or weekly, those are the things that you want easy access to in the front of the shelves, in the front of the shelf where you can see them. So you were talking maybe this is like chest height, so you're not bending down, you're not reaching up high, they're not in the back of the shelf, they're right in the front of the shelf, things that you can get to pretty easily. That's the sort process, okay? So you're just really getting rid of the stuff you don't need and the stuff you do need, you're just chucking it back in there, okay? So what I would actually suggest is if you were gonna start down this program, you'd say, okay, for probably the next three to four weeks maybe it doesn't have to be that long maybe it can be two weeks but I'm just trying to be realistic about time you'd say for the next couple weeks I'm just going to sort my kitchen I'm going to go shelf by shelf cabinet by cabinet and then the plan would be in three to four weeks I've gone through and I've sorted every single thing in the kitchen it's not just consumables right it could be cups maybe you've got some cups that are chipped or some dishes that maybe don't have a match and they've just sort of accumulated so those might be things that you red tag okay or get rid of same thing with glasses and pots and pans and silverware and all that stuff so you go from one end of the kitchen all the way around to the other end of the kitchen starting in the place where you spend the most amount of time okay that's the sort piece okay after you've sorted everything all right the next thing we go into is this idea of set in order okay and set in order is just saying okay because you've sorted what you think you want and what you think you don't want or need and don't need the stuff that's left in the cabinets the silverware the, the cutlery the stuff that's left in the drawers you you've said that that's stuff that you want to keep so set in order then is now giving it a home okay so this is where you're like in in our pantry we actually have a label maker okay and we use that label maker to create labels. So when you open the pantry doors, the shelves have a little label that tells you what belongs on that shelf. Okay, and it's really, really easy. It's especially good for the kids because, well, let's be honest, kids aren't going to read. It doesn't matter how old they are, if they're you know ten or if they're twenty, um, they're just going <laughs> to they're going to put stuff back wherever they want. No, but the idea is you've got a, a home for that item. So set in order is about saying, okay, I've got one shelf, I've got some spices on there, I'm gonna give each one of those containers a home or a section or a neighborhood or something like that. So that's what set in order is. Sometimes you can take a piece of tape and you can actually create a little outline, like a, like a square in the shelf to say this is where the spices live, this is where the sauces live, this is where the canned goods live you know, whatever that case is. And you, you set in order each shelf, okay? And again, you go through the whole kitchen. You do this with the glasses. You do this with the cups. You do this with the plates. You know, this is a good time when you get to the pots and pans to start using dividers where you might think of using hooks to hang some of the pots and pans or racks and things like that. But again, the idea is whatever you've decided to keep, if you're going to keep it, it has to have a home. It has to have a place to live now. Okay, so that's what set in order is. Now, I have done this in a lot of organizations and we've actually spent time in the kitchens. And this is so cool when you get to this stage because what you find is, and this happens, you know, again, whether you're working in a a workshop or whether you're working with um, any environment where there are tools and equipment and machinery, what you find is people start putting things away where they belong, right? And, And what that means is, when you need something, guess where it is. It's where it should be, in its home, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. Have you ever, I don't know, just t- take a vacuum? You know, you've got a family of people and someone's taking the vacuum and now you go to vacuum and the vacuum is gone. Where is it? No one's home. I don't know where the vacuum is. The same with the food, right? Same with the, the cutlery, the knives, whatever. Things go missing, the scissors, things go missing can openers why would a can opener ever disappear from the kitchen I don't know but you walk into the garage and your kid has managed to wire up a can opener to a battery and uh, look these things happen but the point is once you start to give these items a home it's much more likely that when the person's done using it they'll put it back in the home which means we talked about waste just briefly in the other podcast searching, right? You're looking for something. You know, we talk, uh, there's something called eight wastes, right? You got transportation waste and motion waste. Transportation waste is where we're moving an item from left to right. Motion waste is where we're searching and we're moving around looking for that item. So this is a chance for you to start reducing the waste, okay? So whatever you've decided to keep, you spend the next four weeks going in and doing that set in order so you can put some tape out in the cabinets. You can even use, you know, permanent markers if you want. I don't know if I'd use permanent markers in the kitchen, but you can put some tape down, you can put some labels down. You can paint shelves different colors based on their meaning and things like that. You can have some fun with it. If you've got, you know, glass in the kitchen on the backing or things like that, you can write on there with a whiteboard marker, here's where the such and such lives. You know, things like that. But set in order is about giving things a home. Okay. Now, so again, I would spend about four weeks there. That gets us about, let's call it maybe seven or eight weeks. Everything in the kitchen we need, everything in the kitchen has a home, and it's most often labeled. Okay. Now, when we get into the next phase, which is shine, shine is about cleaning, right? It's about going around, making sure that, you know, when you use whatever, a spice container or whatever, you're using some piece of equipment or whatever. Again, maybe it's an electric can opener, it's clean the inside of the microwave, the roof of the microwave any of the of the other tools you know maybe you've got a mixer or something like that anything else that's in the kitchen those things are cleaned they're spotless right so this is the time now to spend a few weeks getting everything up to scratch okay now there's something else we usually do in the shine phase. well there's a couple things we usually do We want to take that clean item and ask the question does this item, function the way it functioned when it was new? Is it working how I want it to work? Okay. Because it's during the shine phase that again, we say, okay, if this thing needs a repair or needs to be replaced, that's when we look to do it. What you might've found actually, when you were doing sort is you might've found a bunch of stuff to get rid of. Like maybe you had seven can openers. Some of those can openers can be sold. Right? So what you might find actually, and this happens a lot with big organizations, is when you go through the sort phase, you get a lot of extra materials or equipment or machines that can be sold. The money that comes back in can then be used again when you're in Shine to purchase new equipment or to provide you with some funding for repairs. Okay? But either way, when we get to Shine, we're going to make sure the kitchen is totally spotless. The shelves are going to be spotless. Everything is going to be working the way that I want it to work. You might also find at this stage, now uh, we talk about min-max levels. Now, the min-max level, um, I kind of vary sometimes where I bring this in, but this is an an interesting place to bring in the min-max level. The min-max level is a minimum and maximum level. So again, in our kitchen, like let's say we use, uh, I use stevia, right? We don't use sugar. But I want a min level for the stevia. So the idea is, When I get down to one Stevia, that's my min level, I've got what's called a little Kanban, a little trigger that tells me, okay, when I get down to my last item, there's a little sticky note that comes off, it goes on the fridge and it gets entered into the shopping list, okay? And and what that trigger tells me is, the next time I go to the store, I need to buy two additional containers of Stevia, right? And that's my max, my max is three, okay? My min is one. So the idea is I'm always gonna have between one and three containers of Stevia, but I'm never gonna run out. Because when I get down to that last item, I pull off my little card, my little Kanban card, I stick it on the fridge for my shopping list, and then that essentially forms my shopping list. You know, whether I go once a week or however often I go, or shop online or whatever the case is. So shine is another great time where you can start to bring in a min-max level. Think about the things that you consume Think about which things you never want to run out of and start looking at your min-max levels. Now, the reason I mentioned max level, again, is because a lot of us like to shop at, say, you know, Costco and big box stores and things like that. Sometimes there's a special and you say, I'm going to go buy 50, literally 50 containers of Stevia. Well, there's a problem with this. When we start looking at our organization, we don't want to waste money. Because we're tying up money into sweetener, and that's money that can be used for other things around the house, and just the same in business, right? We don't want a whole bunch of of our money tied up into to some materials that we might not use for two years. And there's a couple reasons for that. We might stop making that product. The we might find a better material in the future. We our preferences may change. You know things like that. So you might invest. $200 and say 50 containers of stevia only to find out that there's now research that's come out that says, Oh, stevia is bad for you and you want to switch to something else. Maybe you want to go to, uh, I don't know, whatever, go back to Splenda or something, uh, or go to whatever, some other type of artificial sweetener. Okay. But you've tied all this money up in there and you've wasted a bunch of space because that cabinet space that you now went through all the trouble to clean and to organize is now fully loaded with stevia. And that space actually has a value as well. It has a value in your kitchen, but it has a value in business. Because when we have to hold inventory and we have to hold goods, we look at a cost per square meter or a cost per square foot. It's the same in your kitchen. You know, even if you have a big kitchen, you know, you don't want to consume all of the storage space and the real estate of that kitchen by holding on to slow-moving items. So that's why we set a max level. So just think about that when you're getting into your big box stuff. When you get into standardize and sustain, standardize is the idea that, again, you might pull forward some of your labeling and now you're making the labels permanent because what you had in Shine was a temporary label and now you're saying, okay, look, I definitely want this here. So this is where you can start to make things more permanent. It's where you can really start to concretize your min-max level And actually put it in place in business. Normally here, we're putting in things like standard operating procedures and and things like that. If we've got line markings, we're doing the painting and things like that. But in your personal life, um, who knows, it could be, you've got a kitchen and maybe now you're making a formal checklist, or now you have an official shopping list. Right. And these items go onto the shopping list, and you've got automatic replens and and things like that. But the idea with standardize is that it becomes a standard practice within your kitchen. Okay. And it's more concretized. And there's a few other things that go into this, but they don't necessarily apply for us in the, you know, kind of our personal lives. And then the last one is sustain. And again, sustain is just the mindset that, you know, maybe we have a weekly house meeting, you know, with our family members to talk about the progress. You know, what's working, what's not working. You look at some of your agreements on when we're going to replenish something or when we're not or where something should be located, where it shouldn't be located, you know, things like that. But the idea with the sustain is that you've now start to bring the mindset in, okay? So anyway, this is something that's quite fun to do. It's something that applies to your personal life and it really does get a lot of traction. You can do it in your garage. You can do it in any sort of storage spaces you have in the house. You can do them in the kitchen, things like that. But it's something that will have quite a big impact on your life. Obviously, for business, you can do all of the same things. It's just on a much bigger scale. It has a massive impact on your financial statement, you know, reducing inventory, improving inventory turns, uh, improving the reliability of product, um, reducing, you know, the cycle time, the touch time. There's a huge, huge impact in business. But this is something that's quite fun to do in your personal life. Good luck. Happy sorting. Happy sorting. Hopefully you find some cool stuff that maybe you haven't seen for the last few years. But don't throw away those Twinkies. They never go bad. (laughs) See ya.